0: It's time to join Montana's very own and your voice for agriculture, Talkin' Ag Lane Nordland for today's LaneCast. Hello and welcome back to the agriculture conversations that take place on the LaneCast Ag Podcast. Lane Nordland, happy to be with you as always. Our guest today is a Colorado rancher and a volunteer leader on the Cattlemen's Beef Board. We're going to talk about how the beef checkoff continues to grow, the demand for beef through research and education and much more. We'll be back with Colorado rancher Hugh Sandberg right after these words. Farmers and ranchers, cattle feeders, stockers, auction markets, and processing plants are not only important components to the beef supply chain, they are an important tax base for rural America and are a provider of jobs and income in small communities across the nation. The coronavirus pandemic has sent shockwaves through the markets, communities, and our way of life. The National Cattlemen's Beef Association continues to work on your behalf each and every day with all levels of the supply chain and with government officials to get us through this crisis. We are all in this together. We hear you, and we need your help to move this industry forward. Returning back today, we are joined by the vice chair of the Cattlemen's Beef Board. He's uh, zooming in with us from Western Colorado. Hugh Sandberg joins us here today. Uh, Hugh, how are things shaping up in Western Colorado a few days before uh, the 2020 uh, Thanksgiving holiday?
1: Well, we've got a nice, sunshiny day here. We wish we had a little bit of moisture. We're, we're in an exceptional drought here, as a lot, of, a lot of places are. But I want to thank you, Lane, for having me come aboard and be able to speak to you today about the checkoff.
0: Well, happy to be here. And, of course, like you said, the, the drought is just impacting so many producers across the, the northern plains and the west and central plains and whatnot. And we, I think we had about a foot, foot and a half of snow now, oh, my family's operation <laughs> about a week and a half ago. Then it warmed up to about forty, fifty degrees, and now it's just getting mucky again. But uh, hopefully, we can send a little moisture your way. Were were you impacted by by many of the fires here the, this past summer, Hugh?
1: You know, we had one of the the larger fires, wasn't too far from us, but it didn't directly impact us, other than the smoke and the ash coming from the fire. So. Uh, certainly there were impacts to transportation and logistics given those fires and proximity to some of the major arteries and highways, but directly, no, it didn't impact our operation.
0: Well, that's good to hear, but just a tragic, scenario across much of the West here the, this summer as uh, those fires uh, just impacted so many people in the countryside and, and in communities uh, across Colorado and the West. But, you know, as we mentioned, we're, we're talking about the Cattlemen's Beef Board and, and the Beef Checkoff uh, here today. Uh, uh, 2020, when we were all gathered in San Antonio, Texas for the 2020 Cattle Industry Convention, folks were just enthusiastic. We, we saw the opportunity for higher calf prices projected by cattle facts. Uh, we saw some trade deals passed in previous months and, and weeks leading up to the convention. Then COVID-19 occurred. But uh, as, as we look back onto the last few months, uh, you know, the, 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 the cattle producers really, they, they came out much better than we thought it would. But uh, from your perspective as a producer yourself and, and as a volunteer leader on the Cattleman's Beef Board, what, what, uh, how, in your view, how did things shake out?
1: Well, you know we've obviously had a great deal of challenges related to the covid issue and and uh, most of us that have been around a little while in the cattle industry understand it goes up and it goes down. This certainly was an event that none of us anticipated uh, you know finishing cattle as we did last year into that summer market was certainly a challenge, but I think overall when you look at our demand and you look at some of the some of the bright spots, you know our product has moved consumers have, have wanted it they enjoy it you know we're seeing increasing demand certainly the the change of having to shut down restaurants and people having to uh dine at home has had an impact and and quite frankly i was concerned i wondered if those consumers would be willing to buy beef for that endeavor and it turns out they are they like our product they're willing to buy it and when you look worldwide at our export market yeah the the price per carcass is down a bit and our exports are down. But there's really some bright spots in there when you look at it. Uh, you know, Japan, our market share went up about six percent. We have fifty-six percent of the of the market share in Korea. So overall, I'd say we we fared very well. Certainly, much better than some other industries.
0: And when you look at uh, you, you uh, mentioned uh, the in-home dining that that took place here in the United States and across the world, uh, uh, the the beef checkoff had so many resources available for uh, folks that maybe have never cooked at home before on a regular basis, uh, whether that is uh, recipes what, through Chuck Nose Beef or having the opportunity to to learn how to use beef, different cuts. How important was it to have this groundwork laid by, uh, the, by the checkoff to have these resources for folks to uh, experiment with beef for maybe the first time in their kitchens and, and just have the the foresight to have these resources available for consumers to enjoy beef
1: i think it was huge and when you when you look at the you know the contractors that we have working for us and you look at beef it's what what's for dinner uh you know ncba is the contractor under that that banner and they pivoted quickly they got information to consumers made it easy for them to grasp they got them new recipes that were exciting, something they could do with their family. Uh, like you said, a lot of them maybe didn't, hadn't cooked in the past or need, had to go back and dust off a cookbook. And, and so that activity obviously showed up in the demand profile within the United States for our product, that people wanted to use it. And I guess I'm hopeful that even though this has been a challenge, maybe that will continue. Maybe some of those people will want to continue to dine at home with their families, and, and beef has become a, a number one choice for center of the plate for many of them.
0: And, as we really roll into this holiday season and, and more people are are uh, having to stay at home due to uh, local and state uh, wide restrictions due to the pandemic, I, I know my mom 's going to have the Hallmark channel on twenty four seven for for the next uh, few months. I think she has it on all the time let 's be honest, but uh, I mean millions of viewers each day tune into that hallmark uh channel and a large majority of the viewers of that channel also make purchasing decisions in their grocery stores could you maybe mention uh, what's going to be airing on the hallmark channel here uh during this holiday season
1: certainly we're going to see some some advertising on the hallmark channel that that goes back to the beef it's what's for dinner ad campaigns and and again those are checkoff dollar funded some of it's coming from, from state checkoff dollars. And it's exciting. You know, you're, you're gonna be reaching an audience that we really haven't touched in a while with a national television advertising campaign. And it will be very interesting to see how those consumers respond. And we're certainly hopeful that, you know, they see the drool log or some of those that we've seen in the past and go, wow, we wanna try that. We want We wanna try that product for our holiday season.
0: Oh, the old drool log. That's right. And, but but you, you, you hear it, and, and I hear it from producers and, and those that, that pay the investment into the checkoff that, uh, you know, we, we haven't seen uh, the, these commercials. And, and But at the end of the day, media and, and outreach has changed so much. Could you maybe just share uh, why uh, and how the, the outreach to consumers has changed, especially in the last 15 to 20 years through the advent of social media? media and digital targeting uh, and and how those checkoff dollars and promotion are really utilized to a maximum uh, degree through these different mediums and uh, also just the opportunity to afford to be back on TV because TV is not cheap.
1: So I think you hit the key word there, It's, it's targeted. You know, a lot of the advertising, a lot of the promotions that have been done with Obviously, the checkoff has limited resources, and as you mentioned, some advertising platforms are, are more costly than others, so a lot of the advertising has been targeted, and yes, a lot of times our producers don't see that, but we're not targeting them. They're eating beef every day in their home. We're targeting people that maybe aren't eating beef as often or need some new inspiration to utilize beef in their diet, and so I, while well, I understand what they're saying, when you target markets, oftentimes your producers don't get to see the results of those advertising campaigns and what they've done for us. But when you look at the demand that we have had for our product, I think it's pretty easy to say that those efforts have been very effective.
0: And Hugh, as uh, you uh, move from vice chair to to the the chairmanship in the next few weeks, uh, uh, because the, the the Beef Board is on a timeline, obviously it's not going to occur at the 2021 Cattle Industry Convention where where the Cattlemen's Beef Board meets. Uh, what what are some of the goals that uh, the CBB? and the checkoff have, and, and making sure that consumers continue to, to understand, are knowledgeable, and, and, and turn towards a nutritious option, that being beef in the grocery stores or if they purchase uh, groceries online?
1: Certainly. the You know, the Cattleman's Beef Board works through the operating committee to select contractors and funding, and that's, that's not going to change. You know, we still have a, a group of 20 people that sit around the table that are just like you and I are that are trying to make the best decisions for those dollars. I think we're all hopeful that in 2021, that perhaps we can, the virtual platforms are, are here to stay, I believe, and we'll keep engaging on them. I think we're hopeful that we can see some of those in-person events come back as an example in the export market. It's really helpful to have those tastings to a consumer that maybe hasn't tasted our tremendous Flavor profile and and the exceptional quality that we provide, and so I think we're hopeful that some of those uh, venues can occur again. So I think the key is that that we learned out of this year is we're going to have to be nimble. You know, we're going to have to move forward. And I've always said the consumer is who we're really going to target, and we need to continue to target them. And I and that's where the Cattleman's Beef Board will will help in working with contractors to to provide the resources and to help them um, move the product with the research and promotion and marketing that, that occurs under the checkoff umbrella.
0: Now, of course, uh, you're a producer there in the state of Colorado. How did you get involved in the, the leadership within uh, checkoff promotion and uh, from the state level all the way up uh, to the Cattleman's Beef Board? How, how has that changed your knowledge and how you interact with producers in sharing what the, the, the CBB does and, and how checkoff dollars are actually spent?
1: So I was in where I started was being involved with a, a statewide organization served on their state board of directors. And, and that gave me the, the uh, ability to, to be put forward, nominated to the Secretary of Agriculture to get on the Beef Board. Uh, once I got on the Beef Board, I've always felt like the checkoff uh, helped us. Obviously, I've, I've learned a tremendous amount of information that maybe I didn't know some of the details of. But when I, anytime I've started in a in a organization like that, I look to see how can I benefit agriculture. How can I benefit the producers? Uh, I've never gone in with the intention of trying to be an officer or, you know, for the the kudos that go along with some of those. I just look at where can I best serve the industry that has served me so well and made made a great lifestyle for myself and my family. And so early on. I expressed my interest in serving as a co-chair on the Export Growth Committee. And from there, I uh, chose to interview for the Secretary Treasurer position and was lucky enough to be chosen by the nominating committee to be put forward for that position. So again, my, my goal is to help our industry. And that's what I hope in some small way I can do by representing uh, the cattle producers around this country on the Cattleman's Beef Board.
0: Any last thoughts or comments as uh, I, I know it's a busy day here, but uh, uh, any last thoughts on the importance of exports or, or just uh, assurance of the importance of promoting beef through the checkoff?
1: Well, obviously on the export side of it, we, we hear some rhetoric about exports, but, but I want our producers to, to realize that we're not exporting the whole animal to our export market. You know we're, our exports allow us to more fully utilize our carcass. We have products going out of this country. You know, if you take liver for example, we're never going to eat all the liver that we produce. So, if we can export it and create value for our for our producers, that's a huge benefit to us. We and and uh, you know, I heard our chairman say, and it's a pretty good statement: the best cut for the best market. And so, that's what we're trying to do with the export market: is is improve that that value for our carcass at the end of the day. And in the end, that helps our producers to All be right. more successful.
0: Perfect. Well, sorry, sorry I interrupted you there, Hugh. But uh, again, thank you so much uh, for, for taking the time uh, away from your family, your family operation uh, over the years to serve in these volunteer leadership positions to help benefit uh, the, the cattle business and, and cattlemen and women. But uh, again, Hugh Sandberg, thank you for joining us here today.
1: Thank you, Lane. Enjoyed it.
0: With that, it will conclude today's agriculture conversation. I'm Lane Nordland. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for tuning into the Lanecast with and Ag, Lane Nordland. For more on Lane, check out his Facebook page, Lane Nordland Ag Broadcaster, and nordlandcommunications.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the Lanecast on your Apple or Android devices. We look forward to joining you next time on the Lanecast.